Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 115 of How I Built It. Today, my guest is Jan Tilleman. I met Jan uh, through the Freemius Slack channel. You might remember the uh, episode where I interviewed Vova Feldman. He invited me into the Freemius Slack channel, and I got to meet a lot of really cool people there, and Jan is one of them. He was a bit of a digital nomad for a while, and he started making money writing Pro Divi modules, which he uses Freemius to sell. So if you are thinking about getting into plugin development or premium plugin sales, uh, this has been an, an insanely helpful episode for me. It's always something I think about doing and then I can never make the jump and do I do too much or whatever. But Jan offers a lot of really, really great advice. So we'll get to that interview in a minute. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by our friends at Castos. Castos is a podcast hosting platform built specifically for WordPress. Their seriously simple podcasting plugin lets you manage all of your episodes and podcast RSS right from your WordPress site, but have your files hosted on a dedicated media hosting platform. If you use WordPress, this is by far the easiest platform that I have used for podcasting. I also really love how the Castos team takes a common sense approach to their pricing. You can create as many episodes and podcasts as you want, and you don't have to worry about how much storage you're using or bandwidth restrictions. And if you're like me and you already have a ton of episodes from an old host, they've got you covered. Castos will import all of your podcast content into their platform completely free of charge. It's literally one click of a button in your WordPress dashboard. I could not believe my eyes when I saw this in action. And it's stuff like this, which is why I built my own podcasting course on top of Castos. And they have put together a really special opportunity for the show today. You can get 50% off your first three months with the code BUILTIT19. That's B-U-I-L-T-I-T-1-9. Just head over to castos.com slash how I built it to learn more. That's castos.com slash how I built it. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Jan Tilleman. Jan, how are you today? Good. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for being on the show. We were connected uh, through the Freemius Slack team. Uh, and so we're going to be discussing an interesting topic today, right? Uh, uh, as you'll learn very soon, uh, Jan is a Java programmer by day uh, and then sells products on the side. So I'm very excited to talk to you about this. Uh, why don't we start off with, um, to, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and, and maybe more specifics about what you do? Yeah, so um, my name is Jan. I'm from Germany. And for the past three years, my wife and I, we traveled um, around the world. Um, yeah, three years, that is uh, a long time. And originally we planned to only travel Australia for one year, but uh, our car broke down, which we bought there. And then we decided to visit as many countries as we could with the money we saved. Um, the money we saved, it lasted for about one year, but we didn't want to stop traveling. So we had to come up with uh, ideas to earn money why we travel. And uh, this um, brought me uh, to the Divi WordPress premium theme, as some of you might know from Elegant Themes. And since I'm a programmer, 
Uh, I started um, developing modules for my own blog. Uh, we had a travel blog. And um, I posted one of these uh, modules in a Facebook group. And then some German guy told me, ah, you can't give away this great module. You have to sell it. And yeah, this brought me uh, to selling my modules, uh, which made um, quite a good amount of money uh, on the site for, um, compared for the amount of work I uh, put into it. And um, especially if you travel Asia and South America, um, you don't have to do a lot of work to um, afford a very good life down there. And yeah, then my wife got pregnant and now we're back in Germany. I'm back to developing uh, Java during the day uh, for a bigger company here in Germany. Uh, but I never gave up on uh, developing my modules. And yeah, that's what I still do uh, on the side. Because when I come home, developing is my passion. Uh, other people, they sit in front of the television and um, yeah, watch stupid shows. And I, I rather uh, do some developing because it's just so much fun. And having the money on the side uh, is also nice. So I can afford a good life for my newborn. That Yeah, that's uh, fantastic. We were talking before the show at the time of this recording. Jan has a seven-week-old. Yes. Uh, so uh, I remember those days pretty well. Uh, sleep deprivation makes it hard to completely remember them. Um, but uh, that's really cool. That's such a cool story. Uh, you, you traveled around the world for three years. After yeah. one year, you were like, hey, let's, let's keep the party going. So you decided to sell uh, modules for Divi. Uh, had you used Divi before or did you like, stumble upon this in your quest to well, make money remotely. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit uh, of a funny story. So uh, when we created our um, blog for the first time, uh, I had no idea um, what themes to use. And we also had a YouTube channel. And one of our viewers, um, she had a marketing agency uh, here in Germany. And uh, she owns uh, unlimited license of Divi. So she said, hey, I have this uh, super cool theme. Uh, do you want to use it for your blog? And uh, yeah, she basically gave it to me for free. So that's how I came to Divi. And then at some point I needed a, a certain module, which did not exist. And yeah, so I'm a programmer. I thought, hey, you can make this. Uh, so I wrote it myself. I uh, looked at the source code, digged through it, uh, learned how everything worked together, and then just came up with a plugin. And then I wanted to share this plugin with the world. And yeah. That's, that's how how I came to this, and yeah, that's yeah um, super cool. Yeah, after the time, um, I created a second plugin, and then the third plugin. It really, um, uh, I don't know how to say that. It um, in Germany we we say it uh, it hit the tooth of the time. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but it was gotcha. uh, it was exactly on point and what people needed, and uh, suddenly I had all the income I needed to um, to do full time traveling. And I only did a few hours of work um, per week instead of eight hours per day. Uh, um, as before, uh, when we lived in Germany, I, I only had to work maybe one or two hours a day and do some updates every now and then and um, give some support. And yeah, it was a really great time. We had all this free time. We could see things and places. And yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> wow. So can you, uh, can you say that statement again? The, what was it? It really it, it hit, hit the, the tooth of the time. <laughs> hit the tooth of the time. Yeah, I I don't even know if that makes sense in English. Yeah, 
in 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 America, we say uh, I think probably what you're saying is it hit the nail on the head. It yeah. was a yeah. that cool. would be uh, appropriate, I guess. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so that was your third one. I have so many questions right now because I think this is very very cool. Um, so first of all, I how long did it take you before you developed that third plugin that really helped your shop take off? Was it like weeks, days? Did you develop like three right in a row? Like what was that like? Yeah, it, it, it was really, really funny. So the first module uh, I published on a marketplace site, uh, I think four or five days um, before the end of the month. And uh, in these four or five days, it made like 50 bucks. Yeah, that's not very much. But it's really nice to see, oh, I uh, created something for myself, by myself, without being employed by somebody else. And it really made some um, legit money. So the next month, I started and developing uh, developed the second module uh, and uh, published it uh, maybe a week or two after I published the first one. And during that uh, month, um, it made like 250 bucks. So I saw, oh, um, the income is getting bigger uh, by a factor of like, uh, what is it, five. Mm. So in the third month, I released the third, uh, yeah, it's a, actually it's the second month because it was only a, a few days before the end of the month when I released the first one. So the second month, um, at the very beginning of the month, I um, released the, um, the third module and I think it made uh, $1,500 so it, wow. it it really was only like five weeks or so, and yeah. ever since um, I think I had not a single month since then that I um, earned less than a thousand bucks with these modules. And the beauty of it is, um, once you released a module, uh, it stays online. You only have to make sure that um, you update it if something breaks. But then your portfolio it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, which means that with less and less and less amount of time. You spend working on it, uh, you get the same um, income or even more because more modules means more income. Uh, at the very beginning, uh, my business model was a little bit different. It was the first time I ever um, sold something by myself online. So I um, I only sold it uh, via unlimited license, uh, unlimited site licenses with lifetime support. Uh, but now with Freemius, I switched uh, to the yearly reoccurring payment uh, because it um, after the first year it became clear that if I want to make this uh, a sufficient source of income um, and I want to um, uh, provide long-term support for these modules, I need a way to um, yeah to to make the income and the um, the freemius model where you have this yearly reoccurring payments. Um, is really beautiful. I still sell uh, lifetime licenses. They normally have like um, three times the price of a yearly license. So if you plan on using one of my modules longer than three years, then it would be uh, smarter to invest in the lifetime license. But depending on which module uh, you want to buy, that can become expensive uh, quite fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, very cool. I like I like some of your insights, right? Because I've been saying this to a few people now that I've been interviewing for the show is I, I want to 
I have an idea for plugins that I use personally that I, I think probably could sell okay, but I'm worried about the support aspect of things, or I'm worried about maybe the the amount of time it'll take me to get these to market and then marketable. But it, it sounds like just at least initially, ju- uh, initially, just some effort to get them to market and then they can maybe start making money and I can refine as I see fit. Yeah, so during my travels, um, I learned a lot about uh, a thing called passive income, which you surely have heard of. And um, people are always talking, especially in uh, the digital nomad groups, they are always talking about the passive income they make. Uh, And you have the active income when you sell your time and you have the passive income when you um, let your money work for you. And I believe that there's a third thing, which is the semi-passive or half-passive half income, um, mm-hmm. which is what I'm doing currently. So I can't stay away for a year and expect it to make the same amount of income every month. Uh, I still have to put some effort in it. Uh, truly passive income is, for example, if you buy stocks and they give you a, um, a dividend each uh, quarter or whatever. That's truly passive income because you don't touch mm-hmm. it at all anymore. But what I do uh, is what I really enjoy. And uh, spending these few hours um, every week, um, yeah, maybe half an hour a day or maybe sometimes two or three hours, depending on my mood, um, it makes me happy and I um, can assure quality. The downside is, of course, um, you need some initial time to put a new product into the market and you never know if it really will uh, hit like you expected. So with the um, with my third module, which um, yeah made this big impact in my life, uh, I was really lucky, and um, I, I still don't really know um, how I did this because it was actually a quite simple module. It was a um, a blurb module, uh, which let you um, configure different level of elevation um, according to the material design from Google. So when you hover over the module, it uh, it appears that it is coming closer to you by changing mm. the box shadows around it. And um, I thought it was um, not so difficult um, to make. And I would have never thought that people would appreciate this kind of module so much. And it was, um, again, it was more something for myself, which I said, oh, that is, uh, I saw a similar thing on another page Uh not as a module, but they implemented it with uh, CSS. And I saw it and I thought, wow, it would be cool if I could um, have a module for my pages so I could easily implement this without writing the CSS every time. So yeah, I developed it and yeah, people uh, liked it so much that they bought it like, uh, I don't know, over 400 times uh, now. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Hover. Now, I've been using Hover for as long as I can remember, and I couldn't be happier with them. As a matter of fact, I've switched all of my domains from wherever I had them in the various places to Hover exclusively. And I know you probably have a ton of ideas for domain names. I do too. Uh, Whenever I have an idea for a domain, I go straight to Hover and purchase that domain. I even have them bookmarked on my phone uh, on its home screen so that I can quickly and easily get the domain I just got an idea for. They make the process as easy as possible with no upsells, just pure domain purchasing. My absolute favorite feature is the free Who is Privacy. 
Not only do they protect your identity, but they do so without some added costs. That means when I buy a domain from Hover, I don't get spammed the next day by people trying to sell me services or mail from scams trying to get me to pay more for my domain than I need to. With Hover, who is privacy is free. Now, I could probably do an entire episode about Hover and all its great things, but for now, I will just tell you that if you want to learn more and get your domains from an honest, great domain registrar, you can head over to hover.com slash build something. You'll even get 10% off your first purchase just for being a listener. That's hover.com slash build something. And now back to the show. When I'm looking at other products, like what you just said, something so simple, how could it make such a big impact? It's, it has a very obvious application. People can search for module that does this and that comes up. Oh, this is the exact thing I needed to do. So uh, maybe that mental block is another thing that plugin developers need to get over. You know, it's not, it's not the simplicity of the thing you're making. It's the value it provides to the customer. Yes, exactly. I think that is the, uh, the point. If, if people really need it and it makes their life easier, then they are happy to um, spend a few bucks on it. It doesn't have to be a, a super fancy uh, suit of uh, different modules and everything, which uh, takes you three years uh, in the development. Sometimes it can be uh, something really easy. Uh, I actually made a second product out of um, the Blob uh, module, which is a collection of CSS classes. You can um, you simply add the style sheet to your uh, site, and then you have uh, one class, which is a card class, and um, you can add it to any element on your page and it will apply the hover effect with the, um, the elevation. And yeah, it's uh, I offer it for a really low cost. I think it's uh, $3 or so. But uh, people like it so much because they can do so much with it, which uh, they can't with um, uh, with Divi out of the box. So they simply they only have to remember this very one class, put it in the field um, on the theme, on on a module, on a row, on on a section, a column, whatever they like, and it just works. So um, it's really simple to use, and the effect is um, yeah really cool. So they keep on buying it, and I think that's the um, uh, how do you say the uh, hourly wage of um, this mm-hmm. particular product is the best I've ever had in my life. I think um, because the hourly wage it grows and grows and grows. I spend like half an yeah. hour to develop this um, this uh, style sheet, but uh, it already brought me like three hundred, four hundred uh, dollars or so. So that's an hourly wage of like eight hundred dollars and. Yeah. Please tell me where you get eight hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's that's incredible. So maybe for the uh, man, we've been talking for most of this show about just kind of different aspects of the of the business and how you came across this. But I, I love I love the topic. Uh, for I usually like to ask what kind of research you did for the product, but we got a little bit of that. I'd be really interested to know. What kind of research you did for pricing, or maybe how you decided to price your plugins? Because some people are like, you know, ninety nine bucks. Like if it saves somebody an hour of, of work, uh, ninety nine bucks it definitely is. But you also mentioned like three three dollars, uh, which was totally worth. It's clearly totally worth it for you. 
so how do you come up with pricing? Yeah, that's a difficult question actually, and I'm I'm still looking for ways how I can uh, do this because normally what I do is I um, I sell myself um, underpriced. So for me, it's mm -hmm. really hard. Uh, I'm a very helpful person, and if somebody um, asks me anything uh, in my support, um, I will help them, no matter if it's uh, the fault of my plugin. Like today, I had a customer. And he bought one of my plugins and he put it on his side and the side uh, that the plugin didn't work. So I checked out his side and I saw that he put some strange uh, jQuery uh, script tag on his page, which is absolutely not necessary because Divi comes with jQuery built in. Uh, <laughs> so, but he told me, ah, no, I need this or this or that won't work. And I told him, well, then whatever you do there um, is not working properly and it should work like this or that. And I'm happy to assist you to make it work so that it works together with my plugin. It's basically not my plugin's fault, but I'm happy to assist. And yeah, I, I don't, I won't charge him any money for this. And that makes it uh, really difficult for me to put the right price tag uh, on my stuff. So um, what I normally do is I think about what would I spend for such a plugin? And I normally don't spend much money for, uh, for mm -hmm. things, especially if I can do them myself. So normally I put them a little bit um, underpriced. Uh, recently, I tried one thing out, which is making one of my products ridiculously expensive. But um, apparently it gives so much value to people that they still buy it. And I think you can just try a little bit out and you can, um, if you see, okay, when I make it this price, I get around uh, these many uh, purchases a month. Then next month, I maybe make it a little bit more expensive. $10, $50, $100. Um, you can, depending on, on how much value it adds. And then you can see um, if people still buy it. Okay. Um, if nobody buys it at all, make it cheaper again till you hit the sweet spot. And I wish uh, there was um, a recipe for finding the the price but um, yeah that's simply not possible you you can just guess and see if people are willing to pay whatever you want to uh, charge nice uh, that's I like that a lot I especially like the part where you said that you rose uh, or you raised I guess would be the right term there uh, your price of a plugin significantly but people still found a lot of value in yeah. it. So it, uh, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with price experimenting, yeah. right? Um, I actually read a, a blog article from Freemius and it was also about product pricing. And uh, the story goes like, he goes into um, a meeting with a corporation and he has this super awesome plugin. And uh, when he came to the slide with the pricing, um, nobody said anything and he never heard back from them. And the problem was that it was way too cheap. And big businesses, they expect um, to pay a good amount of money. So before the next meeting, he quickly added um, two zeros to the price. <laughs> and uh, the business, uh, they just bought it. They didn't even cringe or whatever. They just said, oh, yeah, looks good. We buy it. And wow. uh, after I read this, um, I as well... Uh, yeah, I added um, a little bit to the pricing from it was uh, before it was uh, I think thirty nine dollars, and I raised the price to two hundred ninety nine dollars, and yeah, people keep buying it, and I couldn't wow. I couldn't believe it. 
but um, apparently it's uh, so much of value for them uh, yeah that um, that they're willing to pay it and that is uh, that makes me think if I should uh, maybe uh, um, play around with pricing a lot more uh, one particular um, pricing tip I have is that um, if it is possible always try to um, display a higher price and cross it out so people think oh mm. that's a, a limited offer and yeah, yeah. that's uh, one thing I now do with each of my plugins even if they are not on on, on a special uh, deal or whatever uh, but it's the psychologic, psychological effect this episode is brought to you by Pantheon Starting a new project? Looking for a better hosting platform? Pantheon is an integrated set of tools to build, launch, and run websites. Get high-performance hosting for your WordPress sites, plus a comprehensive toolkit to supercharge your team and help you launch faster. On Pantheon, you get expert support from real developers, best-in-class security, and the most innovative technology to host and manage your websites. You can sign up a new site in minutes with a free account. You only pay when it goes live. That is my second favorite feature to Pantheon, only to the easy ability to create dev staging and live servers and push to GitHub. It's very easy to set those things up on Pantheon. So you can head over to Pantheon.io today again to set up a free account. Pay only when it goes live. Thanks so much to Pantheon for their support of this episode and this season of How I Built It. People are always willing to get the deal, right? Yeah. I've I've kind of learned the opposite in that when I first launched my online courses, I saw, you know, I, I had a bunch of coupons and things like that. And then when I got rid of them, I had people who only wanted to buy my course if there was a coupon. So I made them think that there was always a deal. And when I got rid of that deal, uh, it backfired a little bit. I found a good, a good happy medium there though. Um, So, uh, so that's really interesting. Uh, I would love to get to the title question now, which is how did you build it? And I want to talk specifically about your online shop, right? You use premius, you uh, freemius. I'm sorry. You use freemius. You mentioned that you might that you might use other marketplaces as well. Uh, so maybe we could talk about some of the decision making that went in there. Yeah. So um, first of all, of course, you have to know um, where you can sell. Uh, do you want to sell on your own website in your own shop? Do you want to use a, a provider like Freemius, which handles all the value added tax uh, stuff, especially here in Europe? That's a real pain. If you uh, want to do it yourself, you have to uh, get a lawyer, which is really expensive to write terms of service for your shop. You have to check where the customers come from. And then each European country has a different uh, um, value-added tax rate. So in Germany, it's 19%. And in Spain, it's, I don't know, 15 16% or whatever. So that alone um, made me think, no, no, thank you. I never want to have my very own shop. I rather pay the 30% um, for a, a platform which takes care of everything and I just get my payout which I um, uh, put in my in- income tax and I'm, I'm good to go. I don't have to take care of anything. I don't have to uh, deal with refunds and, and stuff like this. So uh, at first I didn't even know that freemium existed. 
but uh, this this German guy he told me oh there's this page called elegantmarketplace.com and um, at the time it was uh, the one of the very few or maybe the only marketplace especially made to um, buy and sell uh, Divi related products um, like plugins modules themes courses stuff like that and that's the first one um, I started to sell on. Then later, there was um, uh, I was contacted by the owner of another page called Divi Cake, which is also a site, uh, especially for Divi products, but um, it's uh, newer and smaller. The good thing is they have the customer base. When people uh, in the Divi community look for a plugin or a theme, they first go to Elegant Marketplace because it's such a name. They had a Facebook group with uh, some 30,000 members, um, and if you searched for uh, Divi, um, uh, custom Divi modules or whatever, you would uh, normally find them in Google uh, on the top places. Um, and that alone is uh, so much value in, over, um, over selling on your own page because you can have the very best product and the cheapest price, but if people don't find you, uh, you will not make a single dime. And then later... Um, I started to think, um, what if uh, Elegant Marketplace suddenly starts to raise um, their share? Um, or what if um, if the owner runs away, uh, saves the, um, the income for two months from all the developers selling there and then just goes wild? Um, or what if, uh, I don't know, a fire destroys uh, the... <laughs> The uh, all the backups they have and the site goes down or if, if Google decides to delist them. Things can happen all the time. Uh, intentionally or not intentionally, it doesn't matter. Uh, but it's always good to put not all your eggs into one basket. So um, I stumbled across uh, Freemius, uh, which um, was recommended from a friend. And uh, that is when I uh, started to uh, rebuild some of my early plugins into... Um, another um, structure because what Freemius allows you to do is um, they can um, you can put your um, premium code uh, in the module and then you upload it to their page and you put your the, the, um, the premium code in between an if statement and they have a compiler which strips out all the premium code and then you get a plugin which you can upload on the WordPress plugin directory. So now uh, I not only have the um, elegant marketplace with their huge user base, but I also have, uh, I can um, advertise my product directly on WordPress. So if you go to plugins, at new, search for Divi, you will find um, my plugin. You can install it, test it out, get the, uh, uh, the free uh, modules I have added there. And then there's this wonderful add-on architecture, which allows you to um, purchase different add-ons. So I already converted um, two or three of my modules to add-ons. And yeah, that is um, a nice distribution of your risk. And you also get all the people who might not know about Elegant Marketplace, but who regularly search in the plugin directory for Divi modules. Wow, that's that's really cool. So I, I really like that, right? You're piggybacking off of other audiences like Elegant Marketplace and Divi Cake that have uh, that trust in the specific industry that you're trying to be in. But I also, uh, I didn't know that this was a feature of Freemius uh, that I guess it makes sense, right? Because 
their name is based on like premium model. Yeah. Uh, it lets you kind of easily upsell your add-ons, right? Because that's another hard thing, right? Yeah. It's you have a, maybe a free version of the plugin and then you need to convince them to go off somewhere and pay for the, the premium if they yeah. want to. And Freemius makes it really simple. You um, When you write the code on your computer, you only have this one uh, code base. You don't have to do any branching with Git. Um, you just develop as normal. Uh, simply put it in an if bracket. Um, zip your product, upload it to Freemius. There's even command line tools which can do this automatically for you. And uh, you download the free zip, put it in your WordPress um, repository, and you're good to go. And then when people decide to buy it, uh, they have two different options. You can have um, a free version of your plugin, and when they buy it, they get a premium version of the plugin. Uh, I didn't want that uh, because um, I want I didn't want people to have to re-download, remove the plugin, download a new mm-hmm. uh, new premium one. So I have a, a free one, which everybody can use. Everybody has the same features. But there's the um, add-on structure. And this is also built right into um, Freemius. Uh, they even provide you with the menu structure, so you don't have to do anything. You just upload your um, add-ons onto Freemius. And uh, when I add a new plugin, I just flip a switch, and it will appear in the list of the add-ons uh, in your backend. So it's always present. People know, okay, this is the free version. I can use it. Um, everything is good. Uh, but there's always this little um, uh, add-ons uh, menu, which you can click, and then you see all the beautiful add-ons I created. And the third really awesome thing about Freemius, which was also one of the main reasons um, I started using them, is they have an affiliate program built right into the platform. So uh, people can register themselves and become affiliate marketers for your um, plugin. And they can start earning money with your plugin. And if they recommend your plugin, people who get the plugin recommended are more likely to buy it if somebody they knew recommended um, over when they find it themselves. Then they might be a little bit skeptical. But if I say to my friends, hey, I found this super awesome plugin. It's really helpful. You should check it out it's a, a lot more likely that he's going to buy this plugin. Very cool. Yeah, so it sounds like, I mean, you know, I sell online courses and I do it through WooCommerce and I spent a lot of time getting the right infrastructure and I'm glad I did that for this particular case. But if if and when I start selling premium plugins, I think Freemius will be the way to go because I would want to focus all of my development time on the premium plugins and not any development time on the actual shop, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's very cool. Um, well, we are, man, we're coming up on time here. Uh, do you, what are your plans for the future? I know that you have your full-time job. You just had uh, a, a baby, which I know probably uh, affects the way that you approach certain things. I left my full-time job when my daughter was three months old to start my own business because I wanted to have as much time as possible with my child. Um, but what are your plans for the future? Are you going to kind of continue doing the full-time gig and then this on the side, or do you eventually want to make this your full-time gig? Well, um, the plan is to um, do both right now uh, for a while uh, until the boy is a little bit bigger and mm-hmm. fit for traveling. And then maybe in two or three years or so, uh, I want to have my business grown so much uh, that I can quit my day job 
and uh, then I want to uh, buy or build uh, Adventure Mobile and um, yeah, um, drive around the world and see places and show my baby boy the giraffes in Africa, the zebras and the lions and the kangaroos in Australia and um, the giant guinea pigs in uh, South America. And all the cool That's, things uh, my wife and I have already seen. Yeah. So that is uh, a dream of mine. Uh, Divi is not the only business I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing a lot of other things, but uh, talking about them would probably <laughs> take uh, a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Well, it goes back to what you said about, um, you know, having a nice distribution of, of yeah. your work, right? Yeah. Not putting all of your eggs into one basket. That's really cool. Uh, I love that. My, you know, uh, my wife is a nurse, uh, but I work from home. And so we do have a little bit of flexibility and we want to do the same thing for our daughter. We want to travel as much as possible with her and, uh, you know, give her, give her the same travel bug that, that we have. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, I'm going to end with my favorite question to ask, which is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Um, I'm not sure if I understand this phrase trade secrets um, correctly, but um, my uh, my the secret I would like to share is that um, you should go out there and uh, just try uh, things out. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, just try it out and see what works for you and uh, which makes you happy. I hope that makes. Uh, that it's uh, yeah, answering the question. That's perfect. That's great advice. I feel like you were just talking directly to me, but I know that this is stuff that is applicable to everybody yeah, listening. I, I, so I wanted to um, talk to the uh, listener. <laughs> yes, yes. With, with, with uh, you, I mean you, uh, my very dear <laughs> listener. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, definitely advice that I, I need to take advantage of too, especially in the premium plug-in space. Uh, so Jan, thanks so much for joining me today. Where can people find you? Um, they can find me um, or my Divi-related uh, modules uh, on my website, divi-sensei.com. I'm also on Facebook. Um, just search for Divi-sensei. And yeah, I'm uh, I'm hanging around in the Freemius Slack channel so we can have a chat there. And I also have a website, uh, jantilemann.de, but it's uh, in German, so the audience <laughs> probably can't make much sense of it. <laughs> uh, they'll have to take advantage of uh, Google Chrome's auto-translate auto yeah. feature. Uh, I will be sure to link all of those in the show notes. Uh, Jan, thanks so much for joining me again. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Jan for joining me today. Uh, he offered a lot of really great advice. I love his story. Uh, he about I, I liked what he said about kind of um, premium plugins being like half passive income because investments are truly passive. Selling digital goods are about half passive because yes, you do make money when you're not there, but you have that support aspect, right? And some of the things he said like him being happy to assist people even if it's not the plugin's fault because he knows overall it will leave uh, people with a good impression of him. So just lots of, of great advice. You should definitely check out Jan and his work. If you want to find all of those 
uh, links that we talked about, you can do so over at howibuilt.it slash 115. My question of the week for you is, are you thinking about selling a premium plugin? And uh, if so, what's it, what is it? What's stopping you? I can wax poetic about that for a long time, but uh, let me know. Email me, joe at howibuilt.it or on Twitter at jcasabona. Thanks so much to our sponsors, Plesk, Pantheon, and Hover. Be sure to check them out and thank them for their support because the show would not happen without them. If you liked this episode, be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps people discover us. And until next time, get out there and build something.